Hey, it's Melaine Lee, and you found your way to the Divine Goddess Revolution podcast. This podcast is no ordinary podcast. It is for women looking to thrive, not just survive. It's for women looking to learn how to really unlock and unleash that divine light within so that they can rock their inner goddess on a daily basis. The experts will be featured from all over the world, supporting you in becoming that badass divine goddess that you were born to be. Okay, you guys, so this episode is with my dear friend, Kat Zapalian, and she, at the time of recording, was expecting her second child, and I'm happy to announce that she's been born, Freya Rose, and what a peaceful goddess she is. I'm so excited to share the wonderful soul that Kat is. She is a dear, 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 dear soul sister and friend, and this episode is going to be super simple and easy steps that she's going to share with you to really enhance you rocking your goddess. Enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Goddess Revolution podcast. I'm your host, Melaine Lee, women's empowerment coach, lifestyle architect, wealth and luxury mindset coach. I'm so excited for this episode, you guys, because one of my dear friends, Kat, is going to be talking to us today about three ways that she really rocks her inner goddess and how she uses that to really support her in both her business and her personal life. But before I do, let me tell you a little bit about who she is. So Kat has worked as a brand strategist and designer for over 15 years, founding the Epic Brand and Site a la carte, services that help entrepreneurs, startups, and lightworkers get their branding and site design spot on. As a lifelong intuitive, she recently began offering intuitive mentorships and one-on-one sessions to her arsenal of services, bridging the physical and spiritual more literally in her work. She currently lives in Hawaii with her man and Lily, the super energetic toddler monkey baby, which is true. And and I think she'll be adding to her family shortly, but welcome to the podcast, girl. What's up? That's What's great. Up? Great to be here. Oh my God. Every time you say monkey baby, that's exactly what we've got. <laughs> I Toddlers know. in general. She's, I'm she's... so excited that you're sharing with us because I know like, you know, being pregnant right now and then also having a baby. I meant like a toddler, but essentially a baby. So it's, yeah. it's a lot to balance. And then you have your business mm-hmm. and then you have your personal life. Like, what's that? Um, what is that? <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's important because a lot of the women that listen in are mothers, you know, or soon to be yep. mothers. And I think that, that it's important to talk about, like, how do you do it as a mom? Like, how do you, you know, and I know <laughs> co-currently as your family's expanding, so is your business. I know. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, when I got the topic for this conversation, I, I at first I was like, what am I going to tell these people? Like, I hardly have any time for myself. And then I realized something, and this is this might be really cool for other women who are like in their 30s, right? Because I had Lily when I was 34, I think. Yeah. And so I'm 36 now. I'm pregnant and I'm due in a couple of months. So there's going to be like a two-year difference between the kids, right? And 
I was 34 when I had Lily, which means that I had 33 years essentially to myself to do whatever I wanted. And so the whole idea of being a goddess and expressing your goddess self when you're single or when you're even in a relationship, but without kids has a very different meaning than when you have a child and a partner and a, you know, a home and all this other stuff to manage. And I think that it's a really interesting distinction that you step into, which is motherhood. And the idea of being a goddess changes because you can be a goddess when you're, I mean, I'm huge right now. I'm like seven and a half months pregnant. I'm so big, you know, and you can feel like a goddess no matter what. Like I was out gardening earlier. We do live in Hawaii. And so we have this amazing little bush of these crazy flowers. I don't know what they're called, but you know, they need trimming. And so I'm standing there, you know, with my knees in the dirt, with Lily playing in the dirt and I'm trimming these flowers and I couldn't feel more connected to earth. I couldn't feel more like a goddess. So Mm. I think what I'm saying is that we need to, for ourselves, define what being a goddess means. And for me, it just means being really connected and doing what makes me happy and finding those moments in your day that are very much your own, but at the same time, they can be amidst chaos. That's what being a mom has taught me is that being a goddess is not a one-dimensional meaning and what you do to make yourself feel that way will change with time. I love that concept because I think it's a really important thing that you just shared. And it's funny because, you know, I'm asking kind of the same questions with each of the experts, but everyone's so vastly different. And, Mm -hmm. and when they talk about even the definition of goddess, but I love your definition of goddess of like really just being connected to yourself, to earth, to spirit and like what's bringing you happiness, even if it's only amidst the chaos, because the thing is Mm -hmm. that, life, it can be really chaotic. And those kind of elements are out of our control. We can't control the weather systems or the elections or whatever it is that's bothering us. But what we can control is our own inner peace. And it's like, how do you cultivate that even in the midst of raising children or whatever kind of family life you have? That's exactly right. You know, you stretch to accommodate. And one of the things that I was talking to my guy about, he said, you know, Lily's a very, very energetic kid, even as far as toddlers go. You know, she's a little Aries. She's super energetic. She's got enough umph for several kids. You know, mm. she's not a sit down, quiet kind of kid. And he said to me, really, this is boot camp. Like you have no idea how much more efficient and effective you're getting. And what you were saying is right. My business is blowing up. And it's ironic because when I was all by myself, I had so much time to think about stuff and to overanalyze and be in my head. And having a kid is like being in a fire 24 seven. You know what I mean? Like your house is burning down. So what do you do? And it's like, make decisions on the fly and make decisions that will move you forward, that will have you survive. And that's the situation I've been in for the last two years. And it's really made me a lot more efficient. It's made me cut corners where like cut the fat is not really cut corners is wrong. It's really cutting the fat of what's unnecessary in my business, in my life, in my day, and the people that I that I find myself surrounded by. I'm like, I don't have the energy, desire, or willingness to spend any time with people who are not in complete alignment with what I'm up to because mm-hmm. they're draining. So you find yourself cleaning house and you become this powerful entity. You know, I had this mother that I worked with a couple of years ago and she and I was pregnant, I think, at the time. And she said to me, when you have your first kid, you'll realize how efficient you get And she goes, and at this point, I'm only willing to hire mothers. That's what she said to me, literally. I said, really? She goes, yeah, because you don't even understand that they make two hours out of 20 minutes. And that's really what it is. And, you know, and so as I was sitting there thinking about what do I do as my goddess activities, you know, one of the big funniest things that came through really, really, really was I love driving. Mm -hmm. Right. 
So I'll take my kid, I'll put her in the back seat. And so we're together, we're going to the beach or we're going wherever we're going. And I'll put my phone in on Bluetooth and I'll call people that I haven't talked to. Right. Mm. So that's like, and then, you know what I mean? So I'll be, and I love the drive. Driving here is really of joy because it's just, it's not like driving in Manhattan or anything like that, you know? And so you just, there's lots of beauty to look at and I'm just driving and I'm being in my element and I feel in control of my world and Mm. Lily's singing or whatever she's doing, you know, or asking for crackers. And it's just like, it's a moment of power. I feel really powerful. You know, I don't feel bombarded by emails or clients or this or that. And it's like this ridiculous, absurd thing that makes me feel really good. You know what I mean? Mm. It's funny. I used to, when I was in high school now, obviously of different world than being a mother, but (laughs) I used to, um, go in my car to get away from my family and just drive, Mm -hmm. go on like hour Mm -hmm. drives. And I lived in an area Mm -hmm. where there was like beach and woods and, and just put my music on. And, you know, at the time I smoked cigarettes, so I'd be like smoking cigarettes, but like, it was really peaceful for me. Like I just felt like in control. I had my own little sanctuary. So I love the idea of, you know, just going for a drive and putting some music on or call connecting with friends, like, you know, Bluetooth Mm -hmm. only people, but like, you know, yeah. calling your girlfriend and just like kind of talking on your drive. I used to do that when I was in places that like traffic was really bad. I was like, oh, I love being stuck in traffic because I can catch up with like all these people that I haven't talked to in a while. And right, I love that. I think that that's so simple and yet so powerful. And just going back a step to not that this was one of your ways, but I also just liked how you mentioned the fact that cleaning house with like those mm-hmm. that aren't in alignment with being a goddess or, or supporting you in the way that you need energetically, or it's not even like, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, Kat, I have this friend of mine who I'm kind of like, I don't think that this friendship's working anymore because it's not that she's a bad person. It's just that energetically she's a taker and I just don't Mm -hmm. have space for, for that. I only have space for give and take. And so it's very, Mm -hmm. um, I like that though. And I think as a mother, I love that. I love all of this. Like you get really efficient with time and yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you also get clear. Like I ain't no one got time for someone that's going to be taking energy from me. Right. Cause you don't have no, you basically barely have energy for yourself. We yeah. just finally got Lily to sleep by herself through the night. Yeah. You know? And before that we you're like, you'd be up two, three times cause you're a zombie. And like, dealing with people who are not in alignment, it just, they kind of just drop off because you just don't call them back or whatever. And you realize, geez, I feel so much better not having that part of my existence repeated. You know what I mean? You just get really efficient at like, what doesn't work? I think I was talking to somebody before a couple of months ago and she was saying, God, I'm so sick of people overusing the term goddess, right? Like, what does it even mean? And the question is a good one. What does it really mean? And I think it's personal. It's a very personal thing. You know, for me, I feel really powerful that I'm in control well, I say that like in jest, right? Because I'm not really in control, but I feel like I am juggling all the balls thrown at me relatively well at the moment. Mm. And that feels, that fills me with a lot of self-confidence and a lot of trust and a lot of faith in the future. Because, you know, I, okay, so I can handle one kid and we're going to have another one. Mm. You know, what does that look like? Mm. Do I have to, you know, I'll probably have to get a nanny. I'll have to probably get someone to help take care of the house just because there's so much going on, you know? Mm. But for me, like it's it, again, it's a personal definition of what go- goddess means. It doesn't always mean, you know, getting your hair did and getting mm. your nails did and like wearing mm. specific clothes. It's not about an attitude. It's not acting like you're better than anyone. It's just being in your greatest self because we're mm. all beautiful spiritual beings 
our expression of that is unique. We're designed to be unique. And that's it. You know what I mean? I yeah. think that uh, it doesn't have to be so flamboyant or like fancy pants. It just has to be like, I love myself and I feel good in my skin. You know? Totally. <laughs> I think that that's so important. I think that as I've gotten older, my definition of like what a goddess is has really changed, you know, from not that like I don't love getting my hair done because I do or like getting my nails yeah. done because I do. I do love those things. But I also exactly. think that there's not always time for that, you know, and like, I'm in a very Mm -hmm. expansive, abundant time. And so like, saging myself or smelling some like, uh, lavender essential oil in the morning, like that to me is like, grounds me, connects me, reminds me of the powerful, authentic, beautiful woman I am that makes me feel, you know, like a goddess too. So I think, yeah, I love your definition of it. Because I think it steers away from the more superficial and more I've always seen it as like, a connection to like your powerful higher self, you know? So, so I love that you have driving and what are some other ways? Cause I know yours, your ways are going to be such game changers for people listening in because they're just very simple. Uh, Right. I'm like game changers (laughs) for mommies. It's like, what do you do that makes you feel good? Well, okay. I love taking baths Mm. and as I'm pregnant, you know, I can't take them as hot or as long, but I, load it up with either dead sea salts or um, Epsom salts and my favorite essential oils. A lavender will relax me to no end. So, you know, if it's in the evening, I will just soak and the salt will pull toxins out of your body. So it's not just like for funsies. It's like, it's actually releasing stuff out of your system and it relaxes your nervous system a great deal. And if I can get the bath by myself instead of, as opposed to Lily clawing her way through the door to get in with me, you know, if I can get it alone, that's really a treat, <laughs> you know, and I'll just lay there and I'll, I'll often like plug in my like speaker to my uh, phone and like watch a video or listen to something and just like lay there and just download. Mm-hmm. You know, it's also a time when I get a lot of like information. And I, you know, my prayer happens there. I often do my, my meditation in, in the bath, you know, so I try to do, do that regularly that it just makes me feel like a person. I think that it's important just both personally and for business to be able to take that time to like relax and calm Mm -hmm. your nervous system physically as also, I love that you take time out in the bath for your spiritual meditation Mm -hmm. and prayer too. I mean, oh, I know like your nervous system and we carry so much shit in our nervous system Yeah, that we don't let go of. And that can really help with, the support of letting go of it. So I think that this is a powerful one and not just for moms, but like for everyone, you know, I mean, it's for such everyone. A, I know, I know. So good. My guy loves it. My guy was like a huge bath person. I was never a bath person before ever. He takes his baths and he's like a different person after them, you know, and he'll put it on like the hottest, like it's like super crazy hot. It's like Swedish hothouse hot, you know, <laughs> like yes. it's psychotic. Like he comes out like a lobster, but he loves it. He's like, Oh, I feel like a person. I feel so good. And then I started kind of getting into it because I couldn't, this is so stupid and funny that I even use baths because it sounds cliche, but here's the thing. I t- I'm the person that took four minute showers. Do you understand? Like I'm not somebody who would dilly dally on self care. I grew up in New York city. I worked high paced jobs for many years. I was a hustle and bustle girl. I was not, I couldn't sit down for long enough. And now I'll take 30 minute baths, which is astonishing. You know what I mean? It's just, it's a complete game changer for me personally. And for people who know me, they're like, she's, you know, she's ready in 15 minutes. Like, I know what I'm wearing. Like, I'm not like, no, it didn't take me long. You know what I mean? I got to go. I got things to do, you know? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So this is a big, huge deal that I've learned in to slow down enough where I can actually do that for myself. I was a really anti-bath person too. So I was just kind of laughing when you're saying that. And then, yeah. <laughs> and I think too, cause I was living in a New York Manhattan apartment and I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to sit in that tub. Like who's been in it before, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was more the reason. But then somewhere when I was on my travels, I was in this beautiful apartment in um, France and the bath looked just so inviting. And it was the first time in a really, I don't know when the last time I actually took a bath, to be honest, maybe when I was a child. And I started like <laughs> getting into the habit of like taking two baths a week, you know, it was just like yeah. getting really, and I would light candles and I would play music yep. and yeah, it was like a whole experience. So it's a I whole experience. Totally it's the cheapest it. way. Yeah, it's the cheapest way to get your, you know, your rocks off as a, as, you know, as a person in living mm. with uh, with stuff to do. You don't have to leave your house. You literally go to the bathroom, run water, put some essential oils, some salts, and just go away. The first time I did the bath, bath like that, I started doing my mantras in the bath. And I literally was having like hallucinations. I thought I was like having an acid flashback or something. It was so amazing. I was like, what's going Like it was so visual. I was getting so, so much downloads in that. Mm. And I'm sure that the oils and salts and the heat and everything was just contributing to like that sense of refreshment and well-being and downloading. Well, you know? I know that I'm for sure going to start taking baths again, just listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome I love it because I just bought like some Himalayan salt or something like that from a crystal shop a couple weeks ago and are those like, for, 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 for the baths as well yeah there's like this um, I'll have to send a picture to you when we get off the phone there's like this bath salt It's I think it's like Himalayan grapefruit something or other I'll send it to you but yeah it's for the bath okay. so, sounds awesome yeah uh, I'm like, as you're saying it, I'm like, I just want to get into a bath right now. <laughs> I know, you know, and I live on the, and I live in Hawaii. So we go to the beach all the time. Like the beach is part of your lifestyle here, you know? Mm. And so I was reading about Epsom salts versus ocean salts, you know? And like, I love swimming and I didn't really understand why I loved swimming so much. I mean, I love swimming because I grew up on the beach and it was like a big part of my life. And that's a bit, that's another part. That's one of my goddess activities, quote unquote, is just going to the beach and swimming because mm. I feel re- reset. But I'm realizing it's essentially the same thing because Epsom salts and ocean salts essentially do the same stuff to your body. They just withdraw the toxins from your system and you feel refreshed. Plus you're getting physical exercise. So that's, a, and I know that for people in cities, it's not really a helpful tip. I mean, this is why I lit left New York is because this was the Hawaii lifestyle was a um, necessary part of my day. I still work just as hard as I did when I was in the city, but I don't have the same nervous system triggers as I did in the city. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah, you, know, you just eliminate the, the crap. Yeah. And so I can take my kid to the beach. I have a green canopy in front of my face. I talk to people all the time. You know, we go to mainland whenever we go to the mainland, but it's like, I think that's an important part. And I, I don't want to harp on it, but I feel like I was talking to this woman, this woman accosted me in the parking lot the other day. It was hilarious. And she started talking to me about God mm. and she was some religion. And then she's, she's from Oregon and we were talking about Oregon and she said, you know, the weather doesn't affect me anymore because I'm, st- I stand in gratitude and love every day. I said, well, that's great. I said, we spent a bunch of time in Oregon. We were like there for four months or something. And we originally thought about living there and we just couldn't do it because of the rain. And I, I said, I, I said to her, I said, I kept trying to get my body to be in alignment with it, but I couldn't do it. And she said to me, well, of course, if we all had our say in where we live, we'd all live in Hawaii. 
And I realized that what we do to ourselves is we try to convince ourselves that where we are is where we should be. And I realized that that's what she was doing. Despite the fact that she was in gratitude and prayer every day, she still would rather be here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's wild. I mean, it's funny because like, as we were talking about it, I was like, sorry, ladies in New York, but the... The thing is that like, you know, New York's a great city and for some people like it's their thing and that's great. And then they get to find within that what serves them to really support them and being connected. I know for me, something that I'd always do is like go and walk along the East River, you know, because that just made me feel like connected and like the wind and the smell of the water at least. But yeah, I mean, now that I live in New Zealand, I live in like the suburbs where I see like massive mountains and like the beach is 15 minutes away. It's a very, you know, and I go on like, they call it bushwalks here. You go on a bushwalk, but like essentially (laughs) a walk in the woods. But like, I crave that. Like I go on a bushwalk every day because it's that connection to nature is really important for me as well. And I laugh too, because it's like, yeah, if I, if I didn't want to be here, I wouldn't be here. It's like, I think people feel that they're stuck in places yeah but that's just an illusion that they create for themselves you're not ever stuck anywhere absolutely new york and places like new york are very hard places to leave though and i I speak from experience and i think you could probably relate yeah because you feel like if you leave new york and you leave the comforts of the oh i can go to the deli at midnight because i'm hungry and you know whatever other conveniences you have in the city you're going to die. You feel like you won't be able to survive. Someone came to visit here and they were like, I don't know how you live here. There's nothing to do. I was like, it all depends on what you're into. It all de- it doesn't, there's no like big club life. There's no big bar life, but I'm over it. I'm like not into that. Right. So for me, it was like the perfect alignment because for me, what was important is going to the beach to having a beach 10 minutes away, mm-hmm. a beautiful beach that I can swim. Cause I tried living in California too. And it's like, the water's cold. It's not my thing here. It's warm. I jump in the ocean. It's clean. I'm good. And I had to just bend my life. I had to bend circumstances to make it fit because being here makes me happier by 150%. And everything in my life is benefited by that. You know what I mean? And so if you can create that for yourself, go for it. And if you don't think you can create that for yourself, ask yourself a hundred times a day, whether that's true, because I think that your mind is probably just scaring you and it's scared of leaving a comfortable place. Yeah, no, it's, I can relate to that too, because it's, um, I remember when I got the download in a taxi on my way home one day and it was like, (laughs) you know, so New York. I was looking out the window of a taxi, but no, I mean, I was, and I got this message like that I was supposed to leave and I was like, fuck no, I'm not leaving. Like I made it in New York. Like I Mm -hmm. am a New Yorker. Like this Mm -hmm. is my title. And then I realized that the over identification of being a woman in New York, it was like, this thing that I was holding on to, And yet I think it was killing me slowly, you know, because I mm-hmm. wasn't really allowing myself to be expressed. So yeah, I think it's just exploring too. I love that we, this conversation kind of went in this direction too, because I think it's good for all the women to explore, especially if you're like an entrepreneur that thinks that you need to live in a metropolitan city. Cause if you get too far away from it, you're not going to be as successful. That's crazy. I have zero local clients. FYI. Me too. I have no... I I have zero local clients. (laughs) All my clients are from the mainland. (laughs) Zero New Zealand clients. And I live in New Zealand. Zero. Zero. Like, and I mean, I would love to have New Zealand clients, but I don't have any. And all of my clients are in like London, New York, LA. Yeah. But it it wouldn't make a difference because nowadays it's Mm -hmm. just, I think most people that are entrepreneurs, and there's a large chunk of them that listen to into this, that like, 
you don't need to worry about being in a certain location. And if you're like, well, I work for a company that is in this location, I can figure out a solution to get out of there. So I love it. I like these simple steps to like really support rocking your inner goddess because I think that while it's so simple, it really does translate in your personal life and in your business to like support you in being a better person because being a better person, like I think that connecting to your inner goddess is about connecting to your higher self, you know, channeling the divine spirit source through you. And if you're being an asshole, you're not doing that. So like having (laughs) these things is like, a great way to not be a mean person about like, not that anyone's a bad person, but like, you know, a person that's like uncouth or, or not really treating people with respect. Right. You know, it's true. You know, it, it just, it, and, and to loop that into what we were talking about earlier, it's yeah. like, I was a much bigger asshole living in a place that didn't make me happy, you know? So that's a big part of it. When people leave environments that aren't really suited for them, they change quickly. Yeah, when you give yourself permission to do the things you actually want to do that like really actually light you up, you become a better person. Like, I hate when I hear people like, I don't have time for baths. I don't have time for the beach. I don't have time for, I don't have the money for. It's like, not creating that opportunity makes you not a good person. Like, it doesn't, doesn't make you a better person by depriving yourself of the things that you actually want. Well, you hit a really, really important point. I think that people choose to be martyrs because we are taught from an early age that being a martyr is the way to do things. You don't want to rate, you know, it's like New Zealand, Australia have this concept of the tall poppy, right? The Mm -hmm. tall poppy gets chopped down. If you're standing out too much, you're going to get shut down by people around you. Like, oh, you're trying to be too cool. You're trying to be like this, like that. Same thing with our environmental family systems. I actually heard that one of my aunts said to my mother that I was selfish because I moved away. (laughs) And I thought that was hilarious. I was like, oh, you're totally cutting me down because you're not happy. And so you want everyone else not to be happy around you as well. So there was a, that was a very interesting thing that I noted. I was like, oh, so we're taught to be victims Mm. and we're taught to be martyrs. And that's not going to fly anymore. Not if you really want to expand and do you and really discover what you are and really know yourself as a goddess, you're never going to get anywhere if you allow that to run your life. Yeah. I mean, amen to that, I think. And there's a payoff, you know, the payoff is that you get, in quotes, love, in quotes, sympathy, Mm -hmm. in quotes, empathy. And I was just saying this to one of my good friends the other day. We were talking about someone that is showing up in my life, like as a victim and a martyr and and things. And we were just talking about like navigating and the solution to this relationship with this person. And my friend said to me, what a manipulator. Like, and I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. God, that's it. You know, it, and when we play in that victim role, there's huge payoffs, of course, that we think are serving us, but they're not. But you're also manipulating yourself and so many other people with your story that's like so low vibration and not going to attract It's super low stuff. vibration. So yeah. low vibration. Like... Not where goddesses hang out. Not, not where, where goddesses, goddesses hang, hang out at all. Not like, uh-uh, <laughs> not where goddesses hang out. Uh-uh. Like, and also not where abundance or wealth hangs out. Not where all the things no. that you desire hang out. Like, Mm-mm. you know, I just always think, you know, if you think of like the millionaires that are out there that are super uber successful, like I highly doubt Richard Branson's walking around like, oh, I can't believe that so-and-so did that to me yesterday. You know, like <laughs> I just doubt it. Like I, I highly doubt Oprah's like, oh my God, I can't believe someone didn't like my book in my book club. You I know? know. They're just not like that, you know? Or, or like. It's true. Uh, that is so true. 
(laughs) they're just like they're like in pure fucking gratitude and bliss they're like oh my god life is amazing and even when shit's hitting the fan like oprah dumped tons of money into her new own network and almost lost everything i heard like because it wasn't doing as well as planned in the beginning and she was still in like fucking full-on gratitude so it's just being in that High vibrational, like, like being grateful for even when things are going not your way, too. Yeah, yeah, that's and the not, trick. Not that's playing the, the victim, and that's role. the hardest thing to do. That's oh, the trick yeah, and that's the hardest thing to do. Totally. Uh, well, Kat, I like love talking to you. I could keep talking to I you know. for hours, Forever. forever. <laughs> uh, I said, I said to Kat before I was recording this podcast ser- series or episode. Oh my god, every conversation we have should be recorded on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> they're just, it's so they're, juicy they're real we talk about the real stuff i'm not afraid yeah. to go there you're not afraid to go there i think that's what matters to me and that's like going back to what we we're talking about not being around bullshit people is really about being around people who can hang and who can get really honest about what it's like to you know have whatever circumstances do whatever they do to us you know what i mean and just be real about it yeah i agree with you and i think that our friendships like that too i mean there's been times where both of us have called each other out on things and we're like oh it might sting at first but like Mm -hmm. i'd rather have friendships like that where people are upfront and real with me than be like oh i love you goddess i love you goddess like that's not (laughs) that's not real like it's great to like actually love someone but it's another thing to actually stand for them and be like yeah. Yo, what you did like wasn't okay or or whatever it is, you know, and standing for them on, right. in truth. So, yeah, amen to that. Word. <laughs> Word. Word girl. <laughs> so, when it comes to like inspirational books, what is one of your favorite that you'd recommend for all the ladies listening in? Oh gosh, it's challenging to pick one. A book that, you know, I don't, I, I love the power of now. It sounds super cliche, but it was like, it's one of those things that I come back to every couple of years mm-hmm. to remind myself of being present, being present, being present. One of the books that I love that I read this year, which I thought was really great. And it's all about abundance and it's about wealth mentality, but from a really, from like a spiritual angle yes. is something called creating money. And it's by, I'll tell you right now, Sanaya Roman and Dwayne Packer. And I can write that down for you later if you want, but yeah, that that'd be awesome. Great Cause it, it reads really it reads really easily. It, mm-hmm. um, it has you really reflect on how you approach money, how you perceive money, how money's all energy. I, something I read this year, and actually I bought it three years ago. I started it then, and then I started reading it again, and I thought it was great. So that's something that was like really random, and 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 it's not just about money. Of course, as all, none of these things are. You know what I mean? Uh, so. Yeah, it's never. I mean, that's pretty much mm-hmm. what I'm coaching now. What is wealth mindset all about money that's all my programs are quote unquote about but really it's about vibration self-esteem self-worth all that you know good stuff that's right limitations beliefs that we picked up on on and on but these are great books and what i'll do is i'll get all the information from you cat and then i'll put it mm-hmm. in the show notes so the ladies can um find those books for themselves yeah and then when it comes to like i've been asking everyone like what's one woo-woo thing that you do or like some kind of tool that you use in your life. Uh, for me, I love sage or crystals, but what's something, it could be the same too, but I'm curious as to what mm-hmm. you do. What do I do? Like in term, like aside from my meditation? Yeah. I mean, or it could be meditation. Like someone said plants the other day. Cause she let it, she has a lot of plants in her house cause it connects her and she talks to them, connects her to spirit. Well, plants are amazing. Yeah, they do. And uh, living here in such a luscious jungle, I feel like I'm always around that. 
one of the things that helps me get really grounded and centered is I've started getting these candles from our, we have this health food shop here, but it's these uh, candles with specific words on them. So mm. they're either chakra, chakra colored or whatever. And I've never been the person to do that, but for some reason I started getting drawn to them. And when I burn them, they help me get specifically focused on whatever I'm working on. So that's actually been really cool. Like I'll light one in the office and it's got all this writing and prayers on it and stuff. And it, it actually creates this, this um, presencing meditation for me, this, you know what I mean? So I'll use it like a ritual. Mm, I love that. Um, so that would, yeah, that was a new thing for me, you know, that I really liked. I really love that. I love my candles too. I light them every morning in my incense. Mm-hmm. It's a very like grounding, spiritual, cleaning the space. I love, love, love that. So cool. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, Kat, I love you. Thanks for popping in and sharing too. with all the ladies. And uh, ladies, if you want to reach Kat, you can go to, where can you they go, Kat? <laughs> I got Kat with a K. I got Kat.com. <laughs> easy. <laughs> Very easy. Keep it easy, people. <laughs> uh, well, thanks again, Kat. I appreciate you, you popping you, in. You're so welcome. And Ladies for listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you share with your friends and family if you're liking what's going on. And until next time, sending you lots of love. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. And I hope you love Kat as much as I do. And listen, like me on iTunes, share this with your sister goddesses. My mission is to impact as many women in my lifetime as possible. And having this podcast is one of the vehicles to do it. So I appreciate your love. I appreciate your support. I appreciate you, goddess. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, sending you heaps of love. Bye. Bye.